We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Field of 68. Field of 68 till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. When we're not playing, I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. Welcome to another episode of the Field of 68 After Dark Podcast. It is officially the After Lunch Podcast today, Goodman, because I just had a fantastic chicken Caesar salad. My name is Rob Doster. I have Jeff Goodman here with me, and uh, we are going to be breaking down some things in the world of college basketball. Some big moves have been made by programs like Kansas, by some other programs around the country. There have not been many moves made by Kentucky, and I'm starting to get more worried by the day when I think about this team and look at what they could end up being this season. And I'm also going to ask you, Goodman, what you do right now if you are a team and you missed on the piece that you need to be able to kind of fill the gap that you have in your roster. The portal is kind of dried up a little bit. You're not finding any home runs. You're not finding superstars. You're not finding all Americans out there in the transfer portal right now. Are you just hoping that one of these guys that withdraws from the NBA draft maybe can be the answer to your problems? We're going to get to the bottom of that here in a little bit. But before we do, you called it last week. You said that you believe that Kansas was the lock, surefire, no matter what happens, they're going to be my preseason number one team in college basketball. I think that just has to do with the fact that you have a man crush on Bill Self. But beyond that, uh, they got Kevin McCullough back on, I guess. That I have was a man yesterday. crush on Kevin McCullough. You have a man I got crush a man on a crush lot of on McCullough, to be honest, because yeah, I, I love how hard he plays. I know he doesn't make shots, but I've loved him since he was at Texas Tech, just because I think he's a winning basketball player who, who you just put on the court and again, he plays so damn hard. He does all the little things. He fits what, honestly, any program wants, but especially Kansas and Bill Self. Yeah, so obviously with this addition, uh, they're still going to be your preseason number one team. Um, are you? Th- here's my biggest question with them heading into next season. Are you worried about the shooting? Are you worried about the floor spacing? Well, I, I think, honestly, I think we need to bring in our next guest. Uh, or our, our our first guest that you don't know who it is. I don't you know just who it know is. that it's somebody affiliated with the Kansas program. 
It could be anybody. It could be Hunter Dickinson. could be Bill Self. It could be anybody. Um, it is uh, Bill Self, as you see from Bill's iPhone. Unless Hunter <laughs> Dickinson has hijacked Bill Self's iPhone, uh, I do believe it's going to be Bill Self once he figures out the, the video part of it. And, and there it is. Um, so you can ask Bill that question. Instead of asking me that question, Rob, you can ask Bill that question. Well, Bill, the, the the question that I had was about the shooting. But before we get into all that, how you feeling, man? You doing all right over there? It's good to see you. He's he's figuring out how to connect to audio. Technology must not be his strength. He probably has uh, Chris Tyson do these things for him. Is my guess. Uh, so he he's figuring out the audio part. Bill, you got the audio figured out? Well, I I, I heard enough to know that I know Douster runs everything that you guys do. So. <laughs> I, I, maybe I'm wrong. That, that is true. Hey, that's <laughs> accurate. I'm not pushing back on that at all. Bill, what's going on, man? How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. What's happening with you? You're looking at it, trying to enjoy the summer, trying to figure out ways where I don't have to talk to Jeff Goodman. That's my so here's I'm gonna start you off with this, Bill. Right? It's summer, it's nice and warm out, the sun's shining. What in the world made you make the decision to say, you know what I'm gonna do today? I'm gonna find a way to talk to Jeff Goodman. You know, I'm, I'm actually in Florida right now also, just got here. So there's absolutely nothing else I could be doing better than <laughs> do right now. So how, how is your health, Bill? I, I mean, obviously everybody, uh, you know, really the last time most people saw you was coaching at the end of the regular season. Uh, you had a little bit of a, of a health scare at the end of, of the regular season going to the, the Big 12 tournament. Didn't coach then, didn't coach in the NCAA tournament. You know, I talked to you through that a little bit. I don't think people really understood kind of what happened. Can you take us through exactly what happened? I know it's some balance issues and, and, and whatnot. You look pretty good now, though. Oh, well, that, that means a lot coming from you that I look pretty good now. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I had a situation that, you know, I, I probably hadn't felt well for a while, but probably didn't know I didn't feel well because I didn't really ever feel good. Uh, uh, and I found that out since then that, that I actually didn't feel well because I can tell what feeling well actually feels like, uh, 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 now. And, and, uh, so I, I, I had an episode, uh, uh, the day before the big 12 tournament, uh, where, you know, I've had, I, I, I've had a heart issue, uh, uh, going back to the fall that I didn't let anybody know about and, I had a valve replaced, uh, aorta valve replaced, uh, which is pretty common. I mean, it's not it's not like it's a huge deal, and it happens with a lot of folks. And and, and was told I would feel better immediately, and and I just felt okay. I didn't ever feel better immediately, and and then I had some lingering things kind of going on. Uh, uh, and then the day before the Big Twelve tournament, I had an episode where 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 uh, uh, obviously it became much more than what it had been. And, and, uh, uh, they, I got great care. They took me to KU, uh, uh, uh med center and, 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 uh, the KU hospital and they took care of me and I got a couple of stints put in, uh, uh, there immediately, but it was more of a balance situation with me. It, it, it was, it was obviously impacted by my heart, but it really, it really affected my balance in a way where I thought I could coach, until I stood up and did a quick movement and then I kind of, you know, kind of get disoriented or whatever. So they, they wouldn't let me coach, which, which was probably a, 
you know, it, it was probably a, a wise decision for everybody. My team probably played better. I mean, Norm got them to the finals of the Big 12 tournament and and played well. Uh, 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 but the but the bottom line was is is uh, as bad as I wanted to be out there. And I coached the teams in practice. I I, I just was slower. Uh, uh, but I could tell I wasn't quite right, and 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 they told me I should lay off. And but if we were fortunate enough to advance, I, I think I could have gone the next uh, the next week in, in in Vegas when we would have taken on Connecticut. But but uh, uh, but it, it it was a learning experience, and I, I I've taken a lot of things for granted in my life, uh, uh, health wise, and I'm sure a lot of folks have. And now it's 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 uh, it's made me think a little bit and value some things, maybe like you know eat right. <laughs> You know, exercise. Uh, 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 you drink know, less beer, Bill. Drink less uh, beer. Not, not, not so much that, but, but uh, <laughs> uh, lose weight. Uh, uh, which I guess drinking less beer goes into that. So, so <laughs> a little bit. So, 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 hopefully, I'll take those things a little bit more serious. But I'm fine now. I feel good. Well, it's good to hear. I'm glad to see you uh, looking well. Let's talk about this team that you have. You got the news on. I guess it was Wednesday, which was would, would be yesterday that Kevin McCullough is coming back. How big of an impact is that for you? What does that mean for this team? Well, I think it means a ton for our team. Uh, you know, our, our rosters uh, uh, kind of come together nicely uh, since the season's been over. And, and the, the portal's a strange thing, but, but you know, the portal taketh away, but the portal giveth too. Uh, 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 because we, we, we lost, I think, six guys in, in – or, or was it seven guys in the, in the portal uh, – uh, and we didn't anticipate losing. Uh, uh, we eight we probably, guys, eight guys so, in the portal, Bill. Eight. So we probably anticipated losing losing five or six. Just to be real candid, we we probably anticipated doing that. We didn't lose any the year before, uh, uh, and, and not because of negative reasons, just because of better opportunities possibly for these kids. And and I actually ha have been very happy and pleased with you know, where they've landed. Cause I think they've, they've gone to good spots for them respectively, but, but it, it was a, it, it was a unique situation. We, we didn't anticipate losing uh, uh, Ernest or Zuby uh, 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 there at the end, but when we got Hunter, it kind of threw things, kind of threw things uh, off a little bit. And, and those are good problems to have, but uh, it, it'll probably create really good situations, hopefully for those two, but on the flip side, it's given us opportunity as well. And, and, uh, uh, so I, I, I really like, I, I like our roster a lot. I, I, I uh, we only have 11 on scholarship, uh, 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 but I, I, I like our roster. I think, you know, it's, it's a good blend. We've got, we've got basically seven vets and we've got four newbies. And I think it's a good balance because our, 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 our freshmen or, or soon to be freshmen are talented. They're good players. Uh, uh, you know, a couple of them, I, I really believe we'll see playing, at the highest level here in two or three years without question, but still to have a Kevin McCuller, a uh, 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 Juan, a uh, Harris, a uh, 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 KJ Adams, you know, a uh, 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 Nick Timberlake, uh, you know, uh, uh, Hunter Dickinson and, and uh, Arterio Morris and, and, and now uh, Kevin McCuller back in the fold. That, 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 that's some experienced guys to go along with really four talented freshmen. So, I, I I like our roster. I, I the 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 portals the portal's not good, and, and I'll be the first to say this in a way that's good for our sport over time. 
over time, the portal is not good where kids can just leave all the time. It, it, and, and, and people say, well, they should be able to. Well, that, that, that's fine and dandy. But uh, uh, also, the first time you hit a road bump, you shouldn't have to. You should actually go over it sometimes as opposed to around it. Uh, but but the portal over time, I don't know that's going to be good for our sport. Uh, I, I don't see it being good for our sport over time. Uh, uh, but for this one particular year, it was good you for like the portal. It was good for Kansas. And, and, and uh, so hopefully, hopefully we can take full advantage of it come this winter. All right. So uh, you didn't have a big that you could throw it into last year. You, you, you love having bigs that you could throw the ball into. Uh, now you got one in Hunter Dickinson. After watching tape and, and really kind of breaking everything down with Hunter, I know you did on the visit and I'm sure going into it. Um, how does Hunter compare to some of the other really good big men you've had over the years? I, I don't think I have a comparison offensively. I I, I really don't. Uh, uh, you, you know how some guys can just shoot the ball, and if it gets on the rim, it just finds a way to fall in. It's just a soft touch. Where some guys, it goes boom, 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 and then comes out. Some guys, it just kind of just softly just hits the rim. Uh, 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 you, you know, Joel offensively is probably the closest – we had, but Joel for us, what do you average? Eleven points a game. He you know, he, like, he you know, he was a freshman. He was young. He was green. Didn't know yet. Hunter is much more established offensively from a skill set standpoint. Uh, uh, now, athletically, he's not where Joel is by by any by any means like that. Uh, uh, but I don't think I've had anybody like him. I I, I really don't. You know, uh, could you say a skill set like a Marquise Morris, maybe? Uh, uh, you know, something like that. Yeah. But we, but most of our bigs have been angle guys. Uh, uh, you know, they get an angle. The Cole Aldridge's of the world, the Sashas, the Darnells, guys like that. Uh, uh, you know, Drell Arthur wasn't really a true big, but probably is as close to Hunter from a skill set standpoint, being able to make a 17-footer and, and stepping out. But, uh, uh, you know, he's got a lot of things he's got to get better at to, to improve his – ability to play at the next level as a five man plays at the next level. Because if, if he was ready for that, he wouldn't be in college still because offensively he can score the ball and, you know, he can shoot. He shot 42% from three this year. Uh, uh, and you'll probably bring it up, but you know, he may be one of our most effective three point shooters next year as well. So, which I don't know if that's a great thing, but, but certainly, uh, uh, you know, I, I look for him to be a, a, a threat, but you know, the, the guy has averaged over 18 points a game for three years in the big 10 yep. and the big 10s had as good a bigs as any league in the country. Uh, uh, and it would do defenses designed to stop him. So hopefully if we put some good parts around him, uh, he'll be able to maneuver in a way that maybe he hasn't had as much freedom because of so much attention, you know, in his first three years of school. Yeah. I think that's the interesting thing about him is that we've seen you run teams where you got the big guy inside and everything is about, all right, let's find a way to get him a seal. Let's get him an angle where all he has to do is, is catch it and go dunk it. Right. We've also seen you play with teams where you basically play five out. Uh, mm -hmm. Last year is a perfect example. This year, you got a guy at the five that can do both of those things. Like you could, you could have a lot of fun with this offense next year. I think so too. You know, Kate, you know, we keep talking about Hunter and we don't talk about, what a great year KJ Adams had for us last year. Mm -hmm. you know, KJ Adams is a, is is a, is a prototypical four man, a Draymond Green type. Uh, uh, not saying he's Draymond, but a, a a poor man's Draymond Green type. That when he played to five, he was so effective in the short roll because he could get guys shots and 
and and and probably as improved as any player in the country last year. But but I've made a commitment to him. I want to play him some on the perimeter, without question. And 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 then you know we're still very small. And then and then we we we're we're very fortunate. You know we got uh, Christian Brown's uh, uh, brother Parker Brown, who people are sleeping on this guy. I mean he's six foot ten. He's he's an athlete. I mean he's probably more athletic than Christian. He can play you know, elbows a uh, 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 rim high. He can do a lot of things. He can run. Now, granted, his role won't be near as big with us uh, uh, as what it would be if he was starting and playing 30 minutes a game. But I, I, I look around and I'm thinking, wow, we, that, 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 that's pretty good at that, at that five spot. You know, if you, cause you can, to your point, Rob, you can play different ways. I mean, you can play, you can play small when you play big at the five and you can play you know, uh, 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 obviously, uh, uh, play KJ at the five sum and play extra small, or you play Parker and, and 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 he can move around and play anywhere on the floor. He's really a a four man playing the five. So I'm pretty excited about getting creative. Maybe it'll maybe it'll test my ability to come up with some new stuff, which I'm I, I'm pretty fired up about. With with everything that's changing in the game, Bill. One of the big topics for me that I, I keep thinking about is some of these guys, some of the, we saw it with Jay Wright, right? 60 years old and he's done. He doesn't want to deal with this shit anymore. I, I think you might see a guy to me, in my opinion, like Tony Bennett, maybe go out a little bit earlier because he doesn't want to deal with this shit. Um, you're 60. Obviously you got a team here that can, you know, potentially win it all. But do you ever think about that of like, and I know you're making a ton of money here. Um, so it's probably harder to leave when you look at your paycheck, but ultimately when, when you look at how much the game has changed right now, from a portal standpoint, from an NIL standpoint, everything, do you, do you think about it a little bit more of like, Hey, I don't know how much longer I want to do this. Uh, I have thought about it, but it, it was more that it was forced on me to think about it here recently. Uh, uh, uh you know, I took, I, I took about a month or six weeks and, reflected and, and thought a lot about it. And, and the one thing that I have found out uh, in the time in which I had my episode was how much I missed it. And, and, and I think sometimes we make decisions. I know I've done it with career moves and you probably done it with career moves where you make a move and then buyer's remorse kicks in after you make the move. Uh, 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 even though I did it when I went with Doster, I mean, buyer's remorse immediately when I, when I teamed up with Doster, probably still experiencing it uh, on a daily basis, Nightmares. but, 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 but you, you know what I'm talking about? You know, you made the right decision, but there's that doubt that, that has crept in. Should I have done this? Was the time right? And, and in this particular situation, I think it helped me because I think there's sometimes where guys or, or, or ladies get out of what they're doing and wish they hadn't uh, 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 done it. Just like there's some people that stay too long and, and, and wish they had. I think, I think the opposite also uh, comes into play. And with me, I think it kind of helped make my, my long-term decision a little clearer in that, that, that uh, uh, I missed this and, and I enjoy it. And as much as today's game, has changed and as much uncertainty uncertainty as there is with our sport in college basketball and all the things that are going on uh uh i think in some way it's kind of re-energized me because if you don't change you're going to get left behind no uh, 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 
So I, I think it's kind of energized me. Now, we can all believe what we think to be right. But the bottom line is we're not putting the, 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 the tooth, toothpaste back in the tube. So we got to learn to adjust. And, and it's just like coaching when, when there was no shot clock to the 35 second or there's no three-point line to the three-point line. And, and the adjustments that old school, the best coaches our sports ever known, uh, the Eddie Suttons of the world, that had to adjust and do it so successfully, I think it's kind of in the same way now, but it's just off the court adjustments as much as it is uh, on the court adjustments. Bill, the one thing that I've always given Mark Few a ton of credit for is his ability to find that that balance between uh, working and living, right? Like he he doesn't live to work, he works to live is the way that I like to phrase it. Um, yeah. have, you, have you found yourself since your, your health scare, have you found yourself changing how many hours you put in are you putting in the deadline look i'm off the clock at, at this time these days don't bother me he's looking I'm, at I'm his wife right now he's looking at his <laughs> wife being like i gotta get i gotta get the hell off this so i can hit the beach that's not true at all that's not true at all but but uh uh i have never looked at the job in that you had to put in certain hours i've always thought the job if you look for something to do you can never get finished i've always thought you know you can always call one more uh, uh, hey, you coach, you can always contact one more person about recruiting at some point in time. There's obviously things that can be done that 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 uh, uh, would never put an end to it. So I don't feel like that that I could ever get finished, whether I was age 30 or age 60. But I do feel like now a lot of the things I did at age 30 were really not working very smart at all. Uh, 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 not at all. I, I, I feel like I wasted time. I feel like I was in the office just to be in the office a lot of times. And, and so I do think to Rob's point, I, I do think there's an opportunity now being a little bit older and understanding how this really works and what really recruits players and, 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 and how to develop relationships. I, I can't tell you how many note cards I used to write and I'll bet you half of them were never read. Uh, 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 you know, things like that. And, and so I've kind of been the polar opposite on that, on those types of things. But, but uh, I do think working smarter allows you to live more. And, and, and of course, if you lived on a, on a river and you were able to fly fish every day and that kind of stuff, that would, <laughs> that would probably add, to, we, we have a river in Lawrence, but nobody's fly fishing over there. Hey, he, he's fly fishing and he's playing pickleball. And that's all he's doing right now. Trust me. That's all he's doing. And everybody else is jealous because uh, somehow, some way, uh, Mark Few keeps getting it done without oh, yeah. working the same the, the same hours that you and Izzo and all those other dudes are working. But, but, you know, but 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 see, I, I think sometimes we take that uh, we, we don't give credit where it's deserved. He's working. Yes, he Just is. Has he, he knows what works for him and, 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 and uh, what works for him has worked as well for him as it has any coach in America over the last 20 years. Uh, last one I have for you. Um, you and I were watching um, Arturia Morris a couple of summers ago down somewhere. I can't even remember which AU event it was, but I remember turning to you and saying like this dude, I don't know if there's 10 more talented dudes in this class than Arturia Morris. He goes to Texas Plays a little bit of a role there. Um, McDonald's All-American transfers in. H how much of an X factor can Arturia Morris be for you? Because, again, he's electric. He's dynamic. He, he's got all the, the physical attributes. Well, for, first of all, he 
you know, he, he's been at a place where, where he was obviously one of the more talented uh, 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 players on the team, but the way that the way that Texas was so talented in the guard spot, being young and competing against, you know, the Marcus Cars and, and the Serge Ibari, uh, 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 those guys, uh, 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 and, 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 and Tyrese Hunter, those guys were proven at this level. And, and so he kind of settled into the, you know, the fourth guard. Uh, uh, but I've had a lot of guys that have been fourth guards on my team when they first get here and end up being NBA long-term players. I see him as being one of those guys. I, 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 I see him as, as, uh, as a guy that, that if he plays well for us, I think he could be as talented as any guard in our league if he plays well for us. Uh, uh, and, and I think he's thirsty. I think he's hungry. You know, obviously he's been through some stuff, been humbled, uh, 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 some things like that, which also will add to his uh, uh, chip on the shoulder to want to show everybody what he's capable of doing. All right, listen, listen, let him get out of here so he can hit the beach. Because yeah, uh, that's what I'll do. Yeah, just don't take your shirt off, whatever you do. Don't worry. <laughs> All, All right, guys. listen, uh, thanks for joining us. Glad your health is well. And uh, I'm sure we'll see you at Peach Jam in uh, early July. I'll be there. All right. See you. Later. You got it. Thanks, Bill. Uh, while uh, while we get Bill out of here, we are going AG to run to a quick break. On the other side of the I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy. But by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not be more true it's nearly impossible to eat and drink in a healthy manner in the month of february and the month of march when you are in my business and ag1 was exactly the supplement that i needed to improve my gut health and cover my nutritional basis for the day i've continued that into april i've continued that into may and i'm going to continue that the rest of the summer all i have to do is mix a scoop of ag1 with some water or maybe add it into a smoothie and i'm ready to go do it after lunch, and you'll be ready to go for the rest of the day. If a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com backslash field68. That's field68, F-I-E-L-D, the number six, the number eight, and you can get yours now. So check it out and help support this show. Thanks. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back to the Field of 68. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman with me, and we are going to discuss the Kentucky Wildcats because while Kansas is out here, crushing the portal while Arkansas is out here adding all of the different pieces that they want while you have what feels like half of America going out and and finding the answers that are uh to the to the questions on their roster Kentucky has kind of kind of stood pat right they added a a, a new assistant coach um this Tom week Welch Tom yeah. Welch was their big addition their big addition and they have a whole bunch of really talented freshmen coming in but if they don't have Oscar Sheetway coming back, this is what it looks like their starting lineup could end up being. DJ Wagner, Antonio yeah. Reeves, Justin Edwards, Chris Livingston, Aaron Bradshaw. Maybe you've gone to Kingsley gets in there wait, somewhere. Robert you're, you're, Dillingham. You're, hold, hold on, on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. Here's, here's hold my on. concern. Here's my concern. You're, you're oh. saying Livingston and Reeves. Hold They're on. completely up in the air. Yeah, but hold on. Listen, yeah. so that's a best case scenario without Sheetway, right? Here's my concern. Last year, 17 of the top 100 freshmen in college basketball averaged in double figures. Only 11 of the top 25 freshmen in college basketball averaged double figures. 62 of the top 100 transfers averaged double figures. If you go back another year, 21 of the top 100 recruits, recruits in the country, uh, freshmen in the country averaged double figures. Only 13 of the top 25 recruits averaged double figures, where 53 of the top 100 rated transfers in college basketball added double figures. Everybody's getting older. Everyone has kind of figured out, hey, look, you need to get some of these transfers, these older guys, these portal guys, these veterans, if you really want to make a splash in March. Kentucky, in a year where the 2023 recruiting class is not one of the best that we've ever seen, is going all in on the freshman route again? Is that is that Explain that one to me, because that doesn't make sense to me, Jeff. Well, it's a terrible idea, but that's not the plan. That, that is not John Calipari's plan to be young and play all these freshmen 30, 32 minutes. You know, the hope is he gets Reeves or Livingston. I mean, Livingston didn't do a hell of a lot. He should come back. I mean, Chris mm -hmm. Livingston, to me, it's a no-brainer. Come back, be a veteran on this team, be a focal point. Maybe, I mean, again, the, the, the problem if you're Chris Livingston is, are you going to be a focal point? Because Cal's going to play a lot of these freshmen. Uh, but I think there, there's room, you know, if, if Oscar's not here, but they bring Reeves and Livingston back, which I'm not sure that's going to happen at this point. They could still be pretty good. They need probably two of those three to be back for me to feel pretty good or to go get in the portal. Define pretty good for me. Define pretty good. What is pretty good? Like where do I you mean, where do you stand on them kind of in the national picture? Well, it's hard. Again, it's hard unless you know who's back, right? Like they need Reeves back because they need a shooter. Like he may be as, as important to me as anything. Because I'm not a huge Wagner Dillingham backcourt guy, because again, they're 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 high, I've said it over and over and over. People kill me for it, but they're they're high volume, low efficiency freshmen. That that is a horrible combination to be right now in college basketball. They'll be good in the regular season. Again, they'll win enough games because they've got enough talent. I love Justin Edwards on the wing. I love Aaron Bradshaw. But again, they're still freshmen. I actually think. If Shibway doesn't come back, 
I wouldn't mind seeing Bradshaw play play the five. He he doesn't he wants to play the three, and he's skinny. I get it, but man, there would be a blast to watch if you had like Reeves, Livingston, and I know they got the kid on Yenso who came back. He, he could play some, obviously at the five. Maybe he'd play a lot, but I, I'd rather see him go small ball to be honest than play Bradshaw at the five like Livingston at the four. You don't have to play these freshmen quite as much. You got Reeves on the wing with maybe two of these, these freshmen. That, that to me, is the perfect scenario. If you got to play two, maybe three of these freshmen, big, big minutes, and the problem is who gets – I mean, who are you not going to play? Like Reed Shepard might be the one they need the most in a way because he can make shots. He can make shots and move the ball. Like – but I think he's the most likely to get buried because he's a top 50 player. He's going to be probably a four-year kid, and he'll wait his turn because he's the son of Jeff Shepard. Yeah, I mean, it, it's also fine if he waits his turn because I think that if you get Antonio Reeves back, then I think it's, it's very – I think it's, I think it's, it's hard – I think it's hard to play both of those guys together because they're kind of the same. Like, if Reeves you, isn't back, what I'm saying, if yes. Reeves leaves, that, you, I, need, look, you need if, a shooter. If Reeves, if Reeves leaves, uh, it's – going to be a lot of balls good, flanking off the rim a lot yeah, of it's them. it's not it's not a great situation no for no. kentucky at all again they'll and, win and enough look, games and but and, and here's my here's my biggest thing like the the single big, biggest concern that i have is that when you look at this crop of freshmen there is no like there is no superstar right you're not looking at them and saying okay that guy right there is a brandon miller caliber like that kind of an impact no, but I think Bradshaw. Like, I think Bradshaw and Edwards have high, high, high ceilings. I okay, do. they they might they might have very high ceilings. Are either of those guys go to players? Are either of them the best player on a Final Four? Edwards team? could be. We don't know that you yet. So? Edwards could be. We'll see. I I I envision him as more of a complementary piece and like a secondary option as opposed to the guy that's going to be the star. Here's the other question I have: Point guard play. Do they really have I'm a point guard? Or do they have guys that are scorers that want to be the guy bringing the ball up? That is the other issue that I have. Like, it's just, it's a weird roster fit. I don't know if they necessarily have a dude. I don't know if they necessarily have a star. And I don't know if there's necessarily a superstar in this class. Now, the X factor in all this is DJ Wagner. Because if there's one thing that you can say about him and that, like, that, that family lineage is they have guys that tend to show up in big moments, right? They have guys that tend to... Uh, understand what it takes to be a superstar. So we'll see what happens with DJ there. It, I, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that he could just like get to college and all of a sudden, like, oh, wow, this dude's getting 19 a game kind of a thing, right? But I yep. think that that's, that's kind of what you need out of those guards. Like you need them to be Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox level, that backcourt, right? And I don't know if that backcourt is Malik Monk, De'Aaron Fox level. I mean, probably not. I, I do think like Dillingham is is electric. Like he he can he can get to the basket. He's fun to watch. Uh, but again, there's a difference between being a bucket and and being an efficient bucket. And I don't think Wagner or Dillingham are that. I, I think Edwards is the guy. If if I'm saying I'm going to build my team around today, again, I don't know how they're going to be work ethic. I don't know how much. A lot of it's going to depend on health going in. Because we've seen it with a lot of freshmen, if you if you get hurt and get behind, it's hard to play catch up. No matter how good you are, um, picking things up, right? How well you've been coached. We've seen them in AAU ball. We mm-hmm. we don't know. Again, a lot of these freshmen, we don't know how they're going to be able to pick things up. And and you know, um, John Welch. Hopefully, he will help 
Um, you know, I was hoping they'd get another John, John Beeline to help out, uh, John Calipari. Uh, John, John Welch is not that, but he is respected within the NBA. I've talked to NBA people about him. Uh, longtime NBA guy, player development guy. He's going to help out with the offense. So I don't, I don't think that's going to hurt again. But like you said at the, at the top of this segment, bottom line is if, if you're banking on a bunch of freshmen these days, a, a, a freshman-laden team, you're screwed. You're screwed. You're not – honestly, I don't think you're going anywhere in, in, in the NCAA tournament. They haven't gone anywhere with some veterans over the last couple of years. Yeah, I mean, if you don't have – if your freshmen aren't Zion Williamson, R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish level, if your freshmen aren't Anthony Davis, Michael Key Gilchrist, Marquise Teague level, like if you're not bringing in absolute game changers, you're just bringing in guys that are going to be complimentary pieces. Yes. And I think I don't think that that works to be able to bring in and rely on just a group of freshmen um, for that. Um, all right, so let's let me ask you this then, because I think that this is a really interesting conversation to have, uh, considering what we just discussed with Kentucky. If you don't have your pieces right now, what are these programs doing? Because in the past, it was something where you reach, you go get one of these three-star kids, someone that's like a borderline top 150, you bring them in, you just have them on the roster for a year, you see if it ends up working out, and then you kind of funnel out funnel out for uh, from a transfer perspective. Are you going into the portal and you are you rolling the dice? Are you trying to find some guy that maybe is under the radar? Are you going to try to bring up a player that was uh, maybe not like a top, 75 kind of a transfer are you going to some of these mid-major programs and seeing if there's somebody left in the portal because like the portal's kind of been picked clean or are you banking on the idea like hey you know what maybe if julian phillips comes back he's the kind of guy that we can get in the mix with maybe if olivier kamwa decides to come back to school he's someone we can get in the mix with like what are you doing right now if you are a program and you don't have uh you don't have the answer yet you don't have the the piece I mean, if you're Kentucky, absolutely, you're you're going hard after a, a Arthur Kaluma, you know, a Julian Phillips, a Grant Nelson, those a Caleb guys. Love, a Caleb Love, well, that kind of a guy. No, I would not go after Caleb. <laughs> I mean, per, why again, Kentucky doesn't? If there's anything this Kentucky team doesn't have, it is low efficiency shot takers in the backcourt. Caleb Love is kind of, I hate <laughs> to say it. Um, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Don't, we'll get, we'll, we'll get into we'll, we'll, we'll discuss Caleb Love in a yeah, second. Yeah. What are you doing I, I just, right now if you whiffed? I feel like, again, if you whiffed at this point, you got to get somebody. Uh, and you're going to overpay. That, that's kind of the problem these days is you're going to overpay. If I'm, if I'm a kid, here, here's some advice to these kids going in the portal. Okay? Next year. Go in the portal late. Wait until the very end. You will get way more money because, again, as you said, the portal has dried up. It's supply and demand. And, and right now, um, there's just not a lot of supply and, and a huge amount of demand for all these schools that are that are missed at this point. So even like a Caleb Love, right? Like might have benefited him in a way, uh, not being able to get into Michigan. Because now you've got, again, I know you're not ready to maybe go there, but we probably could, is Arizona, you know, Eric Bossy put out, there were three schools that are in the mix firmly in the mix for him Arizona Gonzaga which mm -hmm. Mark Few Tommy Lloyd uh Nemhard obviously chose Gonzaga over Arizona uh and then you got Texas and they've already got a really good backcourt uh with Tyrese Hunter and and Max Asmus so I don't even know why they do need another guard they they need another perimeter guy I just to me I, I gotta say 
I'd be very, very uh, worried about taking Caleb Love. I, I just would. And, and, and I don't like saying anything negative about these college kids, but I will say it's a little bit easier now, again, because they're getting paid. And, and Caleb Love probably made more money than I did last year. So it's a little bit easier to be able to say, again, he's got to change. And he's got to be a, a good team guy who understands what's a good decision, what's a poor decision. And I think we're too late in the game for that. For Mark Few, for Tommy Lloyd, certainly for Rodney Terry, to be able to get this kid in eight months to figure that part out. I just don't see it. I, I hear you. The, the fit at Arizona seems really weird to me because they already have a couple of um, high-volume uh, high, high guards. That, but he can that, shoot. Jaden Bradley can't shoot, and we don't know how good a shooter I mean, Boswell is. So Caleb Love, yeah, Caleb on the right Love night, can, can shoot. Caleb Love can shoot if the the shot selection is a good decision. Correct. And I think that it's also something where I kind of would want to see what Kylan Boswell can be with the ball in his hands as opposed to Caleb Love. And I don't think you're playing Caleb Love off the ball. Same thing with Gonzaga. Like, I think, the ball. I think he makes the most sense kind of as like your sixth man energy guy off the bench if you're Gonzaga with what they have coming back. I don't know if that's something he's going to buy into, but I will say this about Caleb Love, and, and I do want to talk about Michigan and like the fact that we're now back-to-back -back transfer cycles where they weren't able to get their top target to actually be able to get into the school, which I think is a little bit of a concern. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Dickinson said he made less than six figures for Michigan. If we're going to take that at face value, I think that's a little bit of a concern. But um, I, I just I wonder if what has happened with Caleb Love is is uh, we heard Bill Self talk about Ontario Morris got a little bit of humble pie, right? I wonder if that's going to be a thing because I'll tell you this much, man. There is a player in there, right? Like that dude is how many guards in college basketball, just strictly on talent, are going sure. to be more talented than Caleb Love? And if you're a coach that believes in what you can do and you go back and you just watch the second half against Duke from the Final Four in 2022, right? You watch that and you say, I can be the one that can get the best out of him every single I can be the one that can get that Caleb Love. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are going to convince themselves of that. Like he, when I he is at his those best. Those three schools, those three schools are not in desperation mode. Michigan was in desperation mode when they mm -hmm. took Caleb Love. These three schools don't need Caleb Love. Now, maybe that's a reason to take him is because you don't need him. So you know what? If he doesn't buy in, then you just sit him on the bench. Maybe mm -hmm. you do that, and you can do that if you're those three schools. Yeah, and I do think that Mark Few has enough cachet that may, that he'll be able to 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 get him in. And look, Rodney Terry's been around a lot of very talented players in his time at Texas, and and since he's been there, and I I, I gotta imagine that would have some impact as well. Um, Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When it comes to Michigan, Caleb Love was, uh, I don't know if what the official release said but basically he was not able to get into the school right and it's something similar we heard the same coming out of uh coming out of michigan last year when terrence shannon was expected to go there and ended up at illinois um hunter dickinson is is saying that he made less than six figures from michigan um i 
I'm a little bit skeptical of whether or not he made less than six, six figures total. Uh, if you want to tell me that that money, he only made a certain amount of money coming directly from Michigan in the collective, as opposed to going out in other deals that he made. That's something that I probably would buy a little bit more. Um, remember, he said from Michigan, not at Michigan. Right. right, uh, right. But all that said, that's a little bit worrying considering what the current marketplace looks like and the importance that comes with having a transfer. Like if you can't get a transfer in from the University of North Carolina, unless Caleb Love was taking all those paper classes that Rashad McCants was taking back in the day. Hey, like, hey. like what are we what are we what are we doing here? What are, what are we doing? Yeah, I mean, listen, I guess Michigan's a tough uh, academic institution. I, you know, I'll just I'll feel terrible if if Caleb Love ends up getting in Arizona, but he couldn't get into Michigan. I thought my Arizona education was worth something, but evidently it's not. it took you six and a half years to get a bachelor's degree from Arizona. Dude. Like, come on, what are we hey, talking about? When here? you want to leave Tucson to come back to Boston, no. I tried to run it out even more than that. Couldn't yeah, do it. Well, your biggest problem is that every weekend you left Tucson to go to Vegas, so. Uh, yeah, forty dollars Morris Air round trip. You would have too. You would have too. Listen, um, yeah, I mean, listen. I again, I I think ultimately, Juwan Howard's got a lot of things working against him right now. Right, you lost your momentum. Uh, you don't have huge nil. Um, you know, it's funny because you know I've said this about a lot of the former NBA guys that don't work that hard. That don't work that hard. I, I've been told by people close to Juwan, he does work. He does work, but again, you know, you got a bunch of highly rated guys and didn't do much with them. You, you were in Elite Eight. You were really close to a Final Four. Everybody was saying, Juwan's that guy that's that's proven my theory wrong about former NBA guys. And then it's flipped now. And now it's, uh, he's just one of them again. You know, that John Beeline culture that he took over, that's gone now. And you had two first-round picks and your son and Kobe Bufkin and Hunter Dickinson, an all American type big, and you didn't get to the NCAA tournament that, and now your roster looks like dog shit, to be honest, it doesn't look good for next season. And I don't know what they're going to do to be able to improve it. You're going to have to maximize what you get out of these guys ultimately. But I, I just, it, it just keeps kind of going down now and it's going to be hard to get it back. It's actually really interesting because when it comes to Jawan, the one thing that I really believed in when he got there was like, this is a dude just that spent well, like 25 years in the NBA. He had spent six years on the bench with Eric Spalestra. Like, I, I Palestra? Just what, what, what is he related to the Palestra? What did I say? Spalestra. Palestra. I'm going to no, tell Spolstra. him you said that when I see him tonight. He, there is absolutely Spolstra? no way that, that there's absolutely no way that Eric, that, that Spo will talk to you. We know that for I, I a fact. I actually right? talked to him for a story about Juwan years ago, coming off that Elite Eight, and he I was going to write it. And he doesn't. I, he doesn't. Don't pretend like he likes you. We all know he doesn't. I'm telling like you, he's I've about to the make quotes. the NBA Finals, and this, you think this dude cares about what Jeff Goodman has to say? I'm telling anyway, you. He, and anyway, he spent. Haslam, I talked to both of them, and they both said Juwan's kind of a different dude. That he does work his ass off. So I kind of bought into that. I don't think it's about work ethic again. With I don't think so either. But I, the, the, the thing that I was not worried about was the coaching. Like you spend six years on the bench with that dude and you spend 25 total years in the NBA. I, I, I believe in your basketball acumen. Having said all that, when you have a dude as good as Kobe Bufkin, when you have a guy that is as good of a shooter as Jet Howard was, and you have maybe the best player in, in college basketball, the best transfer we've ever seen at the very least, um, 
and like a guy that is what a top 10 player in the sport last season. And, and you go 18 and 16. I know they lost a lot of close games. I know it took them a while to get Kobe Bufkin going, but like that just, that makes absolutely no sense yeah. to me yeah. beyond. I guess I just, I, I worry about if you have that much talent and you can't find a way to get it done. Like, what do you, how, how are we feeling great about this thing moving forward? Right. I, I Especially agree. when you're not going to get the support from the athletic department, and the university that you probably should be getting. If yeah. you are fucking Michigan, yeah. right. You yeah. think Jim Harbaugh's got an issue getting players in, you think he's got an issue with NIL You think he's got an issue with money. Maybe Michigan just doesn't care about hoops. I guess it's a, um, I guess it's a Spartan state. Can we talk uh, about some of these other teams other than Michigan that we're really concerned about? Um, I got a few. The, all right, look, you go first. I got. I have a list of four. I'm not really concerned about them. They're just teams that I think are oh, I'm really concerned. Be really good, yeah. but are missing a piece. All right, you give me your list, and I'll give you mine after. All right, so I'm looking at Virginia's roster, and I'm like, holy shit! Like, this could be really, really tough for for Tony Bennett. Like, okay, so obviously we know what they lost. Caden Shedrick. We had him on our show, and he kind of took some shots at Tony Bennett. Um, the other big kid, Kafaro, left as well. He's going to Santa Clara. Isaac Trout, who Tony Bennett loved, uh, freshman last year, didn't play a lot, but can shoot it. He's going to Creighton. So, you know, and he lost, what, Gardner and, and Amon mm-hmm. Franklin graduated. So, Reese Beekman should be back, I would assume. Um, uh, other than that, like, okay, who, who's who's their next best player back up that you know of? Give me the second best player back for me. Uh, it's not. Can it's, you name the, another player? How the about bottom that? line? The bottom line is this: it's not. It's not good if you're Virginia right now, and we're sitting here like, okay, the best player you got coming back is Reese Beekman, who really disappointed everyone. And then, like, hmm, name me another who, player on Virginia right now, Rob. Who was that freshman that made a bunch of shots for him? McNeely. Game. McNeely yeah, that guy. Or, yeah. Yeah, McNeely's decent. They like him. Is he? Is he? Kid, is he, he Ryan back? Dunn? They like Ryan Dunn, another freshman that's going to be a sophomore. So those two are going to have to make it. Oh, injury. he's actually a stud. Dunn is a stud. Right. Um, he's talented. You're, hey, look, you're burying the lead. Kihei Clark, he just got a waiver for his 17th season in college basketball. He'll be back again. Here's who they got <laughs> for, for transfers. Here's who they got for transfers. You ready for this? Um, the other Groves brother, Jacob, who averaged like six points a game at, at Oklahoma last year. Dante Harris, who might be talented. He didn't play Georgetown last year at all. He transferred before, I think, before the season. Jordan Miner at Merrimack. He was at Merrimack. And Andrew Rohde at St. Thomas. St. Thomas, which just went D1, their transition. Um, they got three freshmen coming in. You never know what you're going to get out of, out of you know, these Virginia freshmen. It just, it looks, I, I have all the respect in the world for Tony Bennett and him being able to maximize talent. I just look at this roster and I'm like, Again, I said it, I kind of mentioned it to self. Like, I just don't know how much longer Tony Bennett's going to do this because I don't I don't think he's going to be the type to to try to raise money or, or work with a collective or any of that crap to try to pay these kids big money to be able to get them. Not that mm-hmm. he needs a lot of them, but he needs something. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So the number one team that I had on my list, it, I, I, I looked at it a little bit differently. Okay. I kind of looked at it like who – who was missing a piece? Who was I expecting to uh, get something out of the portal to try to add something to try to fix a flaw in the offseason that they didn't fix? 
Um, and the top two on my list uh, were Purdue and Arkansas. Purdue, you went about it different than me. Yeah, but I, I went about it very differently. Purdue, yeah. I expected them to go out and try to get like um, a killer point guard, somebody like one of the best point guards, someone like a Ray J. Dennis, someone of that like kind of caliber, that level out of the portal. Um, and we talked to we talked to Matt on uh, when was that? Was that last week? We talked to him yeah. last week, and he kind of doubled down and said Braden Smith had a great year. We're going to yeah. back our players. I'm going to support the guys in our program, and I respect that and I understand it. Um, I think it's a little bit of a gamble, but look, there's a there's a reason why people say the best thing about freshmen is they become sophomores, right? So if you're going to tell me that you're going to go all in on the two guys that led you to a Big Ten tournament and a Big Ten regular season title, yeah. I get it. I just expected them to make a, another addition. And then Arkansas, the obvious thing is the shooting, right? Like that was their big kind of red flag last year. Um, it looks like it's going to be another concern this year. And I just I don't I don't see the same level of I guess NBA talent, like they had killers last year. That's why everyone loved them. Anthony Black, Nick Smith. Uh, I, I don't know if they have that. They they added a bunch of solid players. I don't know if they haven't necessarily have a superstar. So those are the two that kind of stood out to me. We did this very differently. Give me the next team on your list. I got a bunch. Uh, I'm going to go Memphis next. Okay. Memphis loses, obviously, uh, Kendrick Davis, uh, DeAndre Williams. I don't think he's coming back for his eighth year in college. Um, he'd be like 27 years old. Here's who they brought in. Um, Caleb Mills, good get from Florida State. I, I think he'll be a solid piece. He averaged like, I don't know, double digits last year. Um, kid from Temple, Nick Jordan, who averaged six points a game. Jalon Young, Central Florida transfer, averaged four and a half points a game. Uh, to feel Leonard, kid from Middle Tennessee State, averaged eight points a game. Uh, Jonathan Pierre, Nova Southeastern. Who they won it all, I think. They were really a good division. I don't know if they're two or three. He's actually, yeah, he's actually a pretty good player. 6'10 wing, who's supposedly versatile, skilled. But again, not overwhelming. You bring in Mikey Williams, who will like, will they? Are they gonna bring in Mikey Williams? Well, as of now, I think Mikey Williams is coming in. And then, you know, you got some other like top hundred-ish uh recruits. That is a very, very, very underwhelming roster, Robert. Very mm -hmm. underwhelming. Am I wrong? No, you were absolutely not wrong. Um, you want another hey, one? Yeah, give me another. Keep him, keep firing him at me. All right, I'm gonna keep firing him at you. I'm gonna get two. You went Arkansas. I'm going Auburn and Alabama. Okay. Uh, Auburn. Auburn might be okay. I just don't know if they're gonna be any better than they were last year. They bring in Denver Jones, FIU transfer. A couple. Uh, I think one Juke. Um. And the kid who was at San Diego State, Chad Baker, I can't remember his last name, but he was good at San Diego State, then did a year at Northwest uh, Florida State, 6'7", could really shoot it. Um, they bring in Aiden Chad Holloway. Baker Mazzara. Baker Mazzara, thank you. Uh, Aiden Holloway, who I actually love. So maybe I'm, I'm, I'm selling them short a little bit, but, you know, they lost some, some guys, Alan Flanagan, Chase Westry, Johan Treor, that, that I think would have made a jump. They didn't play a lot as freshmen. Westry and Treor, but and Flanagan, I think, would have helped. He's going to probably go with his dad to Ole Miss. All right, let's go on to Alabama. Well, Alabama. can I just say one thing? Can yeah. I just say one thing about yeah. Auburn? Um, yeah. As long as their backcourt is Wendell Green and Ch uh, and Katie Johnson, like that, all that's always going to be something that's a red flag to me because I think that they. Um, well, well, Wendell's gone. Wendell's gone. That's right. That's right. He's gone. He's gone. Um, 
Jake, but it's Katie, still- Katie's back. So it's like Joni Broom, Jalen Williams, Katie Johnson, then Aiden Holloway. I'm probably off on them. I just don't know if their ceiling's going to be high. I think there can be a tournament team again, but I think it's going to be kind of more of the same to some degree. But I like Holloway better than Wendell Green. So maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Alabama is the one that I think we had high hopes for this year. And people were thinking, even without Brandon Miller, they could maybe still be a top 10-ish team. And I will tell you, the roster now with Betty Ako uh, leaving – so now they lose Brandon Miller, Noah Clowney, and Charles Bediaco all to, to the NBA. It just, they have nothing up front. They're going to have to play small ball. They, they got a great guard in Aaron Estrada from Hofstra. Mm-hmm. Uh, the kid right cell from Cal State Fullerton. I don't know how good he'll be at, at the SEC level. Sears back. Quinterly probably back. Rylan Griffin will take a jump. Pringle. Like, they'll be good. They'll be good, but, like, they're not, they're not you know going to have they the need to do. They have. You know what they need to do? And I'm sure, like, I don't need to be telling yeah. uh, Nate Oates this, but they should have been, uh, the second that they realized Betty Ako wasn't coming back, they should have been on the phone offering the entire bag that Betty Ako was going to get to Ernest Uday. Yeah, I mean, you're right. He can do some of the same things. Maybe not yep. at the same level, but no. he can help you with rim protection. Um, so you're right. You're right. He he, he certainly is one. Um, Baylor. Baylor, I'm worried about. I mean, if Flagler doesn't come back, Baylor from last, like Jalen Bridges, I assume he'll come back. Langston Love, Caleb Lohner, who was inconsistent, and Bridges was inconsistent. Jaden Nunn, they got as a transfer from from VCU. Then they got some good freshmen coming in. But again, freshmen. Jacoby Walter, talented as hell. But a freshman. Uh, Mira Little, point guard, freshman. Like, you know, to me, Scott Drew's got to add another another piece here and uh, or two, and, and he better get – you know. It, I, it I think a- he's looking at a little bit of a – I think it was a little bit of bad luck with the, the LJ Cryer transfer and the links and love injury. Um, but I do think that they're, you're looking at a little bit of a rebuild. Like the thing about the program that he built that won the national title is you you had a chance to develop them over – multiple years there were so many guys that sat out a year jared butler um davion mitchell with the transfer uh mark vital was like how long was he was it felt like he was committed to baylor and then enrolled like he was a part of that program for like nine years from the time he committed to the time that he finally graduated um macy Oteague sat out like they, they were together for a long time yeah and i think that that as much as the talent that they had and the unique pieces that uh, that were put together I do think that that was part of it is that they were just together for so long. And it's like, you're trying to recapture that lightning in a bottle. And that's a very difficult thing to do when um, you're bringing in Keontae George for a year and then he's gone and you're bringing in a guy like a Kendall Brown and a Jeremy Sohan for a year and then they're gone. And you're uh, thinking that you're going to have LJ Cryer back for his junior year when he's going to make this huge leap and he's transferring to another program that is in your state and in your conference. So it's just, it's, that's tough, man. That's tough. I I think there's going to be a little bit little a little bit of time before they get back to being that like Big Twelve title contender level. I I trust Scott Drew to be able to figure yeah. it out with the pieces that yeah. he has, but like Agreed. that's that's a red flag to me. But those are um, the ones. Those are the ones I kind of wrote down. Memphis, Al- and again, some obviously with higher expectations than others. Baylor and Alabama have very high expectations. We're expecting them to be a top ten team now mm-hmm. every year. I don't know if they're going to be that. They're probably going to be probably top 25-ish 
is my guess. Virginia could go from top 20 to, to honestly an NIT team again, which they were a couple of years it's, ago. It's going to depend. So the Virginia thing, the more that I think about it, right? Like I think it's going to depend on how these transfers make the adjustment up a level because they like, they brought in some guys that were really good in their league. Right, you like you mentioned um, the kid coming in from Jordan Minor. Yeah. Like he was a dominant player. Yeah, in the, good uh, piece. He'll be NEC. a good piece. If, but it was the NEC. Um, yeah. Like you mentioned, the kid that they're bringing in from um, who was the kid from St. Thomas? Uh, Rody, Kyle Rody. Yeah, the, the Rody kid. Like he was terrific in the yeah. Summit League. Yeah. You don't have to play defense in the Summit League, right? They don't play sure. defense in that conference. Yep. So, um, Dante what about Harris, Illinois? Where do you where do you stand with Illinois? Man, without Ray J. Dennis. And if they don't get Terrence Shannon, like they need one of those two. Ray J. Dennis uh, told me he's going to announce soon here. Uh, a lot of people think it's going to be Utah. Um, he said it, it, it's, you know, he, he told me it not necessarily like he's not decided yet. He doesn't know exactly. I'm sure he does know what, where he's going, but um, you know, he's got a connection with somebody uh, at Utah, uh, obviously Illinois. He's from Chicago. Uh, they need a point guard desperately. Baylor, mm -hmm. another one that needs a point guard if Flagler doesn't come back. And then Michigan, those are the four schools that that he he visited that he's looking at. So, yeah. so if Illinois doesn't get Ray J. Dennis and they don't get Terrence Shannon, like there there there's some pieces on that roster, especially if Coleman Hawkins comes back. But like, yeah. there's that there is not a ton there. Like they they had enough issues at the point guard position last season. Right. Right. Now you're losing the guys that you actually did have. Like that's not <laughs> that's not a good combination of things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Illinois, you again, you can't win at a high level. You can win a, a bunch of games, which is what they did last year. You can win a bunch of games and be pretty good. You're just going to be ultra inconsistent if you don't have like, a point guard. So let's let's put it like this with uh, with Illinois. Like I like sincere Harris. I think Luke Goody's going to have a chance to be yeah. pretty good. good like pieces. Ty Rogers did some really good things. Dane Danger, we know what he can be when he gets going to the post. The the transfers that they brought in, I think, um, kind of fit the uh, the Brad Underwood system, right? But none of that matters if, you know, Jaden Neps is gone. I thought that he was going to be a guy that could have a really good year. If you don't have Terrence Shannon, who, like, isn't even really a point guard that you want, if you don't have Ray J. Dennis, like, it's 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 a problem. I don't, I don't know what you're going to do. Yeah. I don't know what you're going to do. Like, how, how do you, if you don't get Ray J. Dennis, what's there? There's no other answer in the portal. Like, what are you, they, where, where are you going? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Rob, I got one thing before we, we finish the show. Okay. Uh, we got a little special, uh, special thing that I, I didn't want to have to do this, but I, I got to show the video here because we have gotten into the, the power slap. Okay, we have gotten in there. And uh, it's huge out in Vegas. Dana White involved. Um, if you haven't seen it, um, here's going to be your opportunity, your first look at, at the Power Slap League. And again, this video that's going to follow Rob Doster forever. Rob, I mean, embarrassing, really embarrassing for you. I, I have no idea what you're talking about. I haven't seen any video. The only thing I know is that you didn't know what the power slap league was until like three days ago. So like, I have We're no idea. We're going to have a little field of 68 
there's going to be a field of six. You, uh, after after that video, you get Fana next. You versus Fana in Power Slap at the Final Four next year in uh, in Scottsdale. We'll we'll do it at a bar uh, at one of those really good uh, clubs in Scottsdale. You and Fana, and we'll see who survives. I'm taking Fana. I'm taking Fana That's for the win. That that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Trevor needs a new Trevor. Uh, Trevor's fired. <laughs> All right, there you have it. All right, we we, we gotta we gotta be done with this show. I got things to do. It's beautiful outside. Uh, thanks to everybody for joining us. Uh, thanks to Bill Self uh, for jumping on from his uh, uh, estate in Florida. Uh, producer Dagan Hughes and uh, what a great hosting job. Uh, good old Rob Doster did today. Good job, Rob. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.